Welcome to the Talks with Meg podcast, where we will talk about the Catholic faith and discuss how to live the most authentic life possible here on earth while striving for heaven. Join me bi-weekly as I dive into topics such as prayer, relationships, and those funny, humbling moments. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy. Hey friends, welcome to episode 15 of Talks with Meg. This week I'm so excited. I have my friend Kelsey with me. Um, Kelsey and I have known each other since preschool, I would say. Yep, (laughs) known each other since preschool. Uh, We were in band together when we were in high school. And then we just kind of became really close friends over the past couple years. I don't actually know how (laughs) how it happened. We just kind of became friends and now she's one of my closest friends. And I'm so excited for this episode because Kelsey, for the past five, six years, six years, has been living in Nashville. And for a couple of those years, she worked for a record label. So we're kind of going to chat about sticking to your morals uh, in the corporate world. In the corporate world? (laughs) It's fine. And just different things like that. So I'm going to let Kelsey introduce herself and we'll go from there. Awesome. Thanks, Megan, for having me. Welcome. Uh, Yes, like Megan said, my name is Kelsey. Um, I am from the same area, small town Ohio. Um, Went to high school with Megan. And after high school, I went to college for graphic design. Um, A couple years later, after graduation, I moved back to the area and accepted the first job offer that I received. Um, It was a really good job. I was doing graphic design, web design, Um, but the whole time I was just (laughs) dreaming about moving to Nashville. Uh, I just love country music so much. So, um, in 2017, I got a job offer from a record label in Nashville. And so I moved there and for five and a half years, I worked there and I designed, uh, websites for country music artists like Blake Shelton and Kenny Chesney. Oh, look at her. It was super (laughs) fun, super fun. Um, But I actually just left the label this past spring to freelance full time. So I've been figuring that out. And actually, last week I just got engaged. (laughs) So just lots of exciting things, planning a wedding and planning to move back to the area. And I'm just really excited about it all. Which I am excited. We're all excited that she's moving back. (laughs) But it's so cool because Kelsey like went out there and did it. She like packed up her things and left. And I talked to her dad on Saturday night and he was like, yep, she just went and did it. And it was awesome. (laughs) And it's just so cool. Um, Yeah. And Kelsey's engaged to one of my friends. They actually met on my party bus. So to say that it's because of me is not really true, but kind of, Um, but I'll claim it anyway. (laughs) So yeah, we are going to chat a little bit about Kelsey working for the record label, um, just kind of the tough conversations and things that she's come up, came across the past five and a half years, because we all know what happened a couple years ago with COVID, uh, all that fun stuff, don't flag me, whatever, Spotify, <laughs> I don't know, I promise we're not spreading false information, Um and just like other tough conversations with things coming up in the world, so like overturn of Wilver Roe versus Wade. I can't talk this evening, apparently. Um, anywho, uh, so yeah, we will just get started with different things. So first, I'm gonna have Kelsey kind of chat about Nashville. 
the music industry and some things maybe not all of you know about it. I definitely didn't know these things until I had a conversation with Kelsey. It was probably the first time I went to Nashville. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'd been wanting to visit for the longest time, but then I was in college and then I wasn't living around the area and then it was like whatever and I had no one to go with, but then I drove by myself (laughs) through an ice storm on the way back. (laughs) And so, yeah, I'm going to kind of let her take it away and chat a little bit about the music industry. Yeah, so... Like I said, I moved to Nashville in 2017, and I was just so excited and nervous, and I was excited for all of, like, the fun perks and the concerts and working for artists and just all the stuff that I had dreamed about doing someday, and I was super naive and totally thought that everyone was going to be just like me, Um, like, how much I love country music and you know, country music's audience is, like, generally pretty conservative yep. Christian people. Um, people that grow up in a small town, they work hard, they go to church on Sundays. Like, that's who I am, and that's who I expected to work with. But on my first day, I realized that I was really wrong. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. The people were super nice, but clearly just different values and come from different places and... I realized that the music industry is largely run by executives from New York and LA. Um, So that was a little bit of a wake up call to me. And the label's parent company is actually headquartered in New York. So corporate policies and mandates and rules and all that stuff eventually trickled down. So as you can probably guess, that made a huge impact, like when the pandemic happened. and Especially coming from New York, because they were like one of the... Strictest. Yes. Yeah. Man. Yeah, so... As you know, like, the past five years has been just, like, super political, like, between the elections and obviously COVID and then the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Like, there's just no, like, middle ground. You were either on one side or the other. And, yeah, it was at that point I was just the corporate world was very overwhelming. Whereas before, like the first two years that I worked at the label, it was kind of just like in the background, like, oh yes, these people have different values, but we just go about our day and like, it's fine. I feel like that's how it was though. Even jobs I had, like we didn't really talk about that kind of stuff. I mean, it was, yeah, like you said, in the background. And that's how I felt when I was at college too. Like, obviously my friends had different views than I did. Some of them shared the same, but we never really like talked about them. And or we just kind of let it go to the wayside Mm because it didn't really wasn't that big of a deal. But even with like COVID and everything, I feel like it definitely started a them versus us type thing. And that's how it was when I worked at Heidelberg in their admission office where it was. And then the election year too made it worse where it was Mm -hmm. definitely like no like middle ground or like room to even talk about it. I know you had different experiences with it, but I just knew people that it was like our way or the highway like we don't even want to hear what you have to say because you're wrong yeah on both sides it wasn't just one side or the other side so yeah that was pretty similar to my experience as well and I think it's it's hard when you go through it like you're just like oh my gosh 
you can feel like so alone in your feelings especially Mm -hmm. like I did like I was one of very few I would say like one of like five people that was concerned like a conservative Christian out of like probably a hundred people oh that's hard and so it, it got pretty like lonely and overwhelming at times but now looking back I'm like wow I'm so grateful for that experience because I'm like so much stronger in my faith and who I am and I'm really glad that I like stuck to that and didn't cave to oh, like for sure. the worldly values. And it's so easy to do. Like I almost did cave to it a little bit. My brothers make fun of me for it now, but it's fine because it's so easy when you're like the only one who believes like Christian conservative, like, mm-hmm. and then add being Catholic on top of it. Like, just so many things it feels like is against, or so many things that people are like, feel like they're against you. Um, so it can be easy just to like fall in line because it's easy just to follow the crowd rather than fight against the crowd. 100%. Yeah. I always think about the fish all swimming the one way and just the one yeah. going the other way. Mm-hmm. And that's like what we have to do though, if we want to change this world. Yeah. But I know that you, we've talked about different conversations and you've had been able to have some tough conversations, but good conversations with people. So if you want to kind of share that and how you like handled those situations yeah. with grace, because I feel like a lot of people, I'm guilty of it, where we enter it with anger mm-hmm. and we want to change someone's mind with an argument and that's never going to work. That's not how you plant seeds. That's how you turn people against you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I feel like there are charitable ways to talk to people about it, even if you're just planting a seed and you're not changing their mind, yes. but they're willing to be open and listen to you. Yeah. So... Yeah, definitely. Um, The first thing that popped into my mind was, um, obviously, everyone wants to, like, have a respectful conversation, and, or at least that's the goal. Sometimes it's really hard to do that, but I think sometimes we forget that, you know, a lot of us were so blessed to be, like, born and raised in this area, and we're surrounded Mm -hmm. by such, like, a pro-life, you know, faith-filled community, which is so amazing, Um, but remember that there are people on the other side that were raised, like, all surrounded by people of the opposite values, and they just don't know any different. Yeah. Which is really sad, but it's also not something we should, like, blame them for. Um, so I think I just would encourage people to have a lot of grace for people who have different opinions than you, because you don't know how they are raised and where they come from. Um... But I do remember one more specific example when Roe versus Wade was overturned and people were just so upset and outraged and I was like so devastated by how like broken the world is, even though I should have been like rejoicing in that moment, you know? I kind of felt the same way though too, even people who are Catholics and faithful were like speaking out about it too, how they were upset. And I was like, what? Like you don't, this isn't a question in the faith like it clearly states that we are pro-life like we don't have a salad buffet faith where you can just choose what you want and put on your plate what you when you want it and only for however long you want it like if I don't want carrots one day I can't just (laughs) say no I don't want anything to do with that right and so yeah that really I felt the same way too I was like this is just so sad and then some of my close friends too were so ticked about it and still seeing posts about it and it just like hurts my heart I'm like do you actually know what 
yeah, you're saying. Well, or... to that point, it's like I feel like there's just so much mis- misinformation mm-hmm. and like, you know, lies about what is just not true. And people are just taking it for what it is. And maybe sometimes they don't even know better. But I think it's our job, like, obviously... Um, just listen and have grace for these people and show them our love. Like I, there was certain times where I encountered, you know, just situations that I had never even like, I've just never experienced, um, talking to people of such different backgrounds and the things that they've gone through. And it just like, it hurt, but I wanted to, despite that, be supportive and, like, loving and have grace for these people. And the second thing is that, you know, growing up, it's like, yes, we're pro-life and, like, you know, everyone should have a right to life. But, like, what does that mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't know, like, X, Y, Z. Like, I had no research to back up what I believed. Yep. So for the first time in my life, I was doing research. I was finding out, like people say this but actually it's this and like I was trying to have information to back up my beliefs so that I could be prepared to have the hard conversations and I think that's important too a lot of the things or times at least for us in this area we are like those of you who don't know our area we are very much Roman Catholic German descent it was weird not to have it was weird if someone in your class wasn't Catholic Um, now I don't think it is as much anymore, but we were just such a strong, like Catholic background. Like some of our schools still go to religion during the school day. Um, and it kind of revolves around it. Now I know now sports are becoming a bigger thing and it's really sad and (laughs) such a fight for the youth ministers and everyone trying to keep the faith alive. Mm -hmm. But we're just told that this is what we believe because that's what we have always been and told that's, and that's what that's just it yeah that's what our you know parents grandparents yes. neighbors literally everyone which is such a blessing yeah I love it but, but also <laughs> we throw these kids out into the real world and they don't know their faith they don't know that some things are not okay and then I think that's when we lose mm-hmm. them because they don't know how to stand up for their faith so why would they stand up for it and I mean honestly that's when I think a lot of girls or women join the liberal movements and the different things because they don't know why they were told this, that, or the Mm -hmm. other thing, or they've had bad experiences with the faith, which is unfortunate, but also like realizing that humans and priests are not God and they're not Jesus. So I don't know. It's really hard to, and I have a hard time sometimes. I feel like when someone approaches me about something like that, like being able to have quick facts Yes, and, I mean, last month was Pride Month, so sometimes that's hard, too, where it's like, we still love those people. We don't hate them. I don't hate the people I know who have opposite track, or what am I trying to say, who are attracted to the same sex. Like, I don't hate them. I don't agree with what they're doing, um, but I don't hate those people. I still love them. They're still loved by Jesus so much, and I think that's what we kind of need to start conveying a little more. I mean, you hate the sin, not the sinner. Mm-hmm. And same with like all the other crazy movements that are happening. But we get so pitted against each other that we don't even like recognize that we still like Christians, even though we're against something doesn't mean we don't love those people. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't know. Yeah. So I think that's like the difference too. It's like a lot of um, people that had the opposite values of me would get really defensive or, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of those other marches, they just are very violent and it's just, I don't, I wouldn't want to be around that. It's like, if we want to change the world and, you know, make a difference, obviously it takes action, but also I think it just takes, you need to listen and like, Mm -hmm. listen with grace and regardless of their, the person's past or whatever they've done they're still a child of god and um yeah like i said just doing a little bit of research so that you can support yes your beliefs and also too just like jesus loves everyone and there's no one that's like too far gone mm-hmm. either and you may not see any fruit from the mm-hmm. seed you're planting uh so you could talk to someone and maybe they they got a little more knowledge, but you never know where Jesus could swoop them up some other time or yes. like they have a conversion and you might not be fully responsible for it, but a little bit of it. Absolutely. And yeah. I think we all the time, we just get so defensive because that's what we see from like politics and that's what mm-hmm. we see from God bless them, but our parents, <laughs> like my dad <laughs> just gets so defensive about the stuff that we don't agree with in the faith, which, okay, I get it. But sometimes it's like, but there's more to the story rather than just whatever he sees as wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But, I mean, that's kind of how they were raised. I think our generation is a little different. I mean, we're still, <laughs> we still have a long way to go. But I yeah. think we're more willing to listen to each other if the other side allows us. Yes. To have those conversations. Yeah. And be respectful on both sides. <laughs> yeah. And I, I wouldn't like go in with the intention of like, oh my gosh, I got to convert this no. person. Or it's just, You're never going to. <laughs> I have never done that. I've never, I don't know if I've even changed anyone's minds, but I think just showing up and listening presents a huge. Just, oh, for sure. Like a friendship, honestly, like being there for someone. And a lot of the times I've been listening to more podcasts and like reading things where you have to have an actual relationship with someone before you can start like having yes. those loving conversations of this is why we don't believe this or you can't just go start screaming at someone. <laughs> and I mean that for both sides, right yeah. and left, yeah, because it has not been working, <laughs> obviously. Now, there is a time when you have to be firm in the faith and stand up for it. Uh, but I think there are better ways to do it than mm-hmm. some of the ways that are shown. <laughs> and I think sometimes we get a bad rap as Catholics because a select few have done it wrong. And yeah. then they don't even give us who want to do it right a chance. But that's a whole nother yeah. thing. <laughs> but yeah, so awesome. So I guess the next thing too, um, like the different ways to oh yes (laughs) i love that these are live and i can't edit because i am it is what it is it's all good we're just trying everyone knows this y'all still listen hopefully right hannah anywho um (laughs) she wants me to make shirts that say anywho on them because she would buy one that's such a you thing you should do it (laughs) my mom says it she said it the other day and she went anywho and i went oop <laughs> anyway, okay, so the next thing we're going to talk about is Kelsey's experience kind of with um the pandemic we had. Uh her experience 
at her workplace because I know everyone kind of had different things. Some places said you have to get this. Other places said it's up to you. Some of them allowed religious exemptions where they did, but they didn't. Um, or some of them just workplaces handled them differently, which I'm sure Tennessee was a little different than what Ohio was with some things because I feel like Tennessee wasn't as proactive. Not that you guys didn't, not that Tennessee didn't do as much, but I feel like Ohio was more proactive. Oh, for sure. In things. Yeah. Tennessee was actually like super, um, like conservative and like the governor is very conservative and he was not pushing a bunch of like mandates and stuff. However, the label, you know, is headquartered out of New York. And so we got all of these mandates. And yeah, I guess long story short, the label mandated the vaccine. And I was probably like one of five people who didn't get it. Um, so I, I, there was like, it was just a roller coaster of, emotions and I don't know if I'm gonna keep my job and like all this stuff I feel like they did a lot of that like am I still gonna have a job am I not gonna have a job or and I know a lot of people went through that I know it's not just me and I know a lot of people had a lot worse situations oh yeah not complaining (laughs) at all it's still (laughs) it's still not fun when you're going through it so yeah it's okay that it sucked (laughs) yeah so I guess yeah, long story short, I filed an exemption because um, I thought that was pretty much the only option. Um, and it just didn't go well. I was essentially harassed and discriminated and they told me my beliefs weren't sincere enough. And How do you measure someone's fate? Like, <sighs> I just... Um, it is... I was just... I don't even know. I would have been done. You're better <laughs> than I. I would have just been like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, so I was... I was grateful that I could still keep my job, but I was just, like, being punished um, by having to work from home and, like, being constantly uninvited to all these events and, like, activities, which is the reason I loved my job because... Didn't you say that your coworkers really didn't care? A lot of the, my coworkers, yeah, didn't bother them, but yeah. it was all because of the mandate. Mm. However, you know... I I worked for a lot of um, country artists, you know, conservative country Mm -hmm. artists, and they, and like their managers, and tons of people are not vaccinated, but of course, they were allowed in the office. Well, yeah. So it's just like (laughs) such a double standard, and... That's frustrating. I think I was hopeful for a long time that everything would go back to normal, and it just wasn't happening, and, you know, I just... Earlier this year, I was like, the corporate umbrella is just, like, almost suffocating. It's like... Yeah. It wasn't worth it to me anymore. And I think... I think... I think everything happens for a reason. And honestly, it led me to where I am now. And so I'm... As as weird as it is to say <laughs> it, I'm like, wow. I'm just, like, so grateful for everything that happened because... Honestly, it made me stronger in who I am and what I believe. And while that was happening, it led me to, like, figure out my next dream and do what I'm doing now. And, yeah, I don't think that would have happened if if I hadn't gone through all that. So No, and you probably, like, so many different things, too. Like, if COVID never would have happened, 
Yes. It would have taken a lot for you to step away from that yes. job. Amen. <laughs> we all Amen. know that. <laughs> it would have been so hard for you yes. to, to move back. Like, Nashville is so fun. I still... Kelsey told me to move down there with her one time, and I still regret that I didn't do it. It's too late now. Um, but anyway, the Lord didn't want that. It wasn't in the plan. It wasn't in the plan. I moved everywhere else but there. Um, but Nashville, yeah, it's just so nice, and her house is so cute down oh, there. Thank and just you. Everything, it's fun. and Not that Mercer County isn't fun, but... You know, we got, like, putt-putt golf and bowling. That's fun. Yeah, Kelsey <laughs> loves to bowl. Um, just, like, it's a different environment. And if we want more of a Nashville feel, we have to drive mm-hmm. further and maybe not be safe, but it's fine. But it's uh, still a fun place to visit. Yes. Oh, I love Nashville. It's one of my favorite cities. I've been there. I don't even know how many times. Yeah. So many times. Okay, well, not so many times, but... I'm a, I've been a regular the past two years, maybe. And I love it. <laughs> so fun. And obviously, so excited for her to move back home. But also excited for her to get married. So. Yeah. How long did you date? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, we dated for like nine months. Love it. So, pretty quick. Yeah, a lot quicker than I expected, but... The Lord works. I'm telling you, all this is about in his plan. It so. is. I, it's amazing. I'm like, wow. I just see all these pieces, like, falling together and, like, not understanding it at the time. But now I'm like, it's, like, so clear. It's like, wow, he did that so I could do this. And so now I can do this. And it's just. I it's relate amazing. to that 100%. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, cool to see it, like, looking back, even though going through it. It's not easy. Like, I'm sure some of those conversations you had and the experience with everything, the mandates, was, like, not fun. And sitting in that limbo of, like, am I going to have a job? Am I not going to have a job? Yeah. That's kind of why I left my job at the university because I'm, like, I knew – I know what they were going to do. And they did end up mandating it. I think I could have got out of it because this is going to piss people off. But I don't have a lot of vaccines to begin with. I have my stuff from when I was a baby, but have not had any since. And my two younger brothers actually don't have any vaccines at all. Wow. Good for them. Yeah. My mom, through conversations with (laughs) aunts and then people who are nurses and just different things, different experiences and reactions and stuff, my mom decided not to vaccinate the two younger ones, my two younger brothers. And they're fine. Maybe they're a little weird and wild, (laughs) but yeah. So like, not that I don't trust medicine because like I have a degree in health science Mm -hmm. but when they were pushing this other vaccine I was like I don't know because I didn't even for college I used a religious exempt Mm -hmm. thing which I'm going on tangent some of those vaccines ladies if you're a catholic woman you don't need them yeah like I hope to god you're not sleeping around (laughs) but that's what a lot of them are for so you don't need you don't need it but who do I know? What do I know? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's good to like just know. What and do it your is research. And for, yeah. And if you vaccinate your kids, I don't care. If you mm-hmm. don't, I don't care either. I don't know what I'm gonna do when I have kids. I don't know. Yeah. I just do your research. Same with anything else. Exactly. This episode is probably gonna get flagged. <laughs> Joe Biden's gonna show up on. The, oh, he's definitely gonna show up since I said that. <laughs> 
someone's going to show up on my doorstep and be like, ma'am, excuse you. <laughs> it's okay. I'll probably get flagged. Oh, well. That's what we talk about. We talk about spicy stuff on here. Okay. I think that's all the questions or things I had, but do you have anything else you want to share? Just about the whole thing in general and grace and like living out your faith. Yeah, I think those of you who know me, I hate confrontation. I'm not a preacher. (laughs) Um, Which made this whole situation all the more challenging, but at the same time is what pushed me to grow and just become stronger in who I am. Mm -hmm. So I'm really grateful for that. But I think I just want to say that the biggest thing that you can do without even you know, trying to push an agenda or anything like that is um, in the first letter of John, it says, children, let us love not in word or speech, but in deed and truth. Like just living out your faith by example is like huge. Mm -hmm. 100%. Especially in the culture that I was in, it's like, you know, such of this world and you know, if I said, you know, oh, like, what'd you do this weekend? And somebody told me and I'd be like, oh, okay. And they asked me what I did. I'd be like, well, blah, blah, blah. You know, I went to the pool on Saturday or, you know, and then Sunday I went to church. Mm-hmm. Or like, was it last year? Yeah, I think last year I took two days of vacation and went to the Right to Life March. That was like unheard of Oh, <laughs> where I worked. Nobody made any comments, but everyone was just like, whoa. And that's all, that's all I, like, I just left it at that. Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. So I think just things like that make a huge difference. And just, yeah, definitely living your faith in those little ways. I think one of my favorite things is, I re- well, I like clothing, but t-shirts and just, like, stickers or just things subtle that are, like, things. subtle. Yes. And that's my favorite way to evangelize. And that's the, like, that's what I would recommend to everyone, too. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, living out your faith, but also, like, having little reminders of the faith. Even if it's awkward, like, you're in a city and you're in a coffee shop, you put that pro-life sticker on here. Heck, yeah. On your laptop. And just, See, have, just I would. have a couple, like, facts to, like, back yourself up yeah. in case anyone asks you. I would do that, but I'd put my headphones in immediately because I hope no one <laughs> would look at me. <laughs> It's really hard, but I love that you do that, and I need to do more of that. Like just the subtle references and yeah, things like that. Me saying I don't like conflict, I'm probably <laughs> I don't know what I'm in for because well, I guess when this comes out, everyone will know. Yeah, I will have started. I'd be four days into my new job. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so I'm actually starting. My official title is Associate Director of Youth Evangelization for grades 9 through 12 at Holy Angels and Sacred Heart of Jesus, Jesus, can't even talk, parishes. So I'll be in a city-ish, plus like McCartneyville, which is like, yeah, like St. Henry, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A little smaller. But yeah, I'll be having, hanging out with high schoolers, which I'm so excited for. So you're going to change so many lives. Ugh. (laughs) I hope the good Lord. And if not, I'll plant some seeds and hopefully there'll exactly. be something along the way. And mm-hmm. But like you said, everything in my life too has like shifted to where it's like preparing me for this job. Even like for you, you like the Lord literally like prepared you for 
like your vocation and all this stuff. And then I think about it too. I'm like, you know, we were like good friends. But then when I went to visit you that one time by myself, that's because that was like shortly after I moved back home from Tiffin. Was it? Yeah. I was the same because I was living with my parents. Oh my gosh. So like, I'm like, (laughs) that might've been one of the first times we like hung out by ourselves. Like just us. Yeah. And we had like such good conversations and that like snow, like snowball, that probably started it. So if I never would have moved home. Yeah. And you never would have met Brian. my future (laughs) husband. Wow. (laughs) That's so crazy. And to think Brian and Justin didn't almost, almost didn't go on the party (laughs) bus at night. Because Opie was like, Opie's Justin. He's going to be mad that I called him that. Um. He didn't want to go for some reason, and then he drove. Yeah, I remember Brian. That. Everything happens for a reason. That it does. Oh my gosh, yeah. So crazy. Firm believer in that, for sure. <laughs> and I know it's hard sometimes when we're really going through it, and you're like, everything mm-hmm. happens for a reason. It does. It really everything does. in the Lord's time, too. <sighs> yeah. I struggle with that, but we know it's true. Just watching Kelsey and Brian, I'm like, okay, nine months. <laughs> can meet my husband tomorrow <laughs> probably won't but I can yeah. it's so crazy you never know when the lord is like gonna bring you into another season so mm-hmm. and I think just like trusting him I know it's so hard but like just looking at everything that's happened and for me in the past couple of years it's like wow his plan is so much better than our own like it's not oh, what you're gonna expect it to be but once it comes and once you see how everything falls into place, you're like, wow. This is it. Yeah. That's oh, so awesome. It's so crazy, but amazing. And yeah, I'm just like super grateful for my experience in Nashville. And even though like the past few years have been really hard, it's been just like so good for me as a person and my faith and I'm I'm definitely gonna be a little sad to leave Nashville, but at the same time I'm like super excited oh, to come back home. It'll and be like, so great to have you back home, just but amazing, also sad that you're leaving. <laughs> the amazing community around here, and I think too, just yeah, one more like little tidbit of advice. I think a big thing for me in Nashville was like surrounding myself with good people, mm-hmm. like people that had similar values and like just you know kept you in check and like it's so easy to fall to the temptations of the world and you need those people in your life to hold you to a better standard and I know that's one thing I'm definitely gonna have when I move back home and I'm oh you yes you I'm will. so excited for it it's honestly has been life-changing just having friends who are striving after the same thing I am because mm-hmm. I've shared too where I have friends that I've known for a long time but I still feel like my friend's who I've met just, like, two years ago, just, like, a stronger bond or, like, even just because we share the faith and we're just striving for the same thing. I don't know. It's wild when you're, like, all striving for the same thing and looking towards heaven. you can have those deeper conversations. It's Mm -hmm. not just, like, a surface-level friendship where you, like, get drinks and then that's it. It's, like, no, you can literally go to these people and talk about anything and you know that they're gonna have your best interest and they're gonna tell you how it is and Mm -hmm. yeah you need those people in your life oh I agree and I mean 
even with all that, like, surrounding yourself with those people and, like, really leaning into trusting God, like, you're still going to have issues. You're still going to have hiccups. You're still going to have, like, Kelsey and I were talking before this, like, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. So I think it's really hard, too, to, like, not get jealous of other people who are in different seasons or, like, other people who moved away. Because that's really a really cool thing. But I know for myself, I moved two hours away and I missed my family. I was like, <laughs> six would have been a lot. <laughs> but sometimes I'm like, why didn't I like try this? But I know that like that wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. We're all different. We're all meant to be different. But just knowing too that like everyone still experiences trials, hard times, no matter what season they're in and no matter what they're like waiting for or going through. So, mm-hmm. but it's all for the better because you'll come out so much stronger on the other oh, side. Oh, hundred percent. God would never put you something through it if you weren't going to gain something yes. some way. That's, there's a quote like that, but I, <laughs> I lost my train of thought and went whoop out, out the brain. But okay. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad that you could yeah. join me. Um, yeah. I'm excited for this to air. It'll be two weeks, three weeks. I don't know. I can't count. But yeah. Thanks for having me, Meg. I know we've been talking about this for a little while. (laughs) You weren't sure at first. I know. I'm like, I don't know if I can listen back to this. I might sound weird. (laughs) I have, thankfully, I get nervous to ask people because I know it's not everyone's thing. But the Lord's grace is everyone I've asked so far has said yes. So I'm like, thank you. I have most of my first season almost all planned. That's awesome. And then... I mean, you talk about such good things, and it's stuff that other people need to hear, so... Well, I try. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I started this in January, so season two will probably start in October. We'll see. We gotta see how things go. I I don't know. Life's about to get crazy, but it's fine. So, yeah. We'll sign off. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for being on the podcast, Kelsey. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.